0: But I hate when I feel like this
1: And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. everybody. Welcome to Neuronica. My name is Cody Ryan. On today's episode, I'm going to be joined by Tony, our producer, sometimes co-host, and just general guest. How are you doing today, Tony?
0: Good. How are you doing, Cody?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, before we get to Tony and why he's here today, I want to talk about a little bit how I let all my listeners down. Now, before I can get to how I let my listeners down, I think it really makes sense for us to take a step back and look how this podcast came to be and where we are now. So the big thing for this podcast is, and Tony can kind of corroborate this for me, is that this wasn't really our main idea at all. Wouldn't you agree with to that, Tony?
0: No. Um, if I remember correctly, um, you came to me about talking about producing um, a TV show with you.
1: Yeah, so the original idea was um, that I had this podcast that I had been doing, and um, for a while I kind of let it go, but I wanted to get back into it. And you and I had a conversation about rebranding it. And I kind of clinched up because I, you know, was very attached to my original podcast. But the bigger idea was that we were gonna have this public access TV show where we had all the ideas in place. It's gonna be a, a talk show kind of show with very similar subjects to what I do on the podcast, but more in a visual and maybe a little bit more, you know, sketch involved form, but also still freestyle, get people in there to be creative. But essentially what happened is you know, Tony and I went through the process. And we realized we, we really just weren't set up to do that kind of commitment yet. So what we said was, well, let's build up the podcast. Let's see what the podcast can be. So, you know, I got really excited by this idea. And when we went into the rebranding, we came up with this idea of Neurotica, And it, it just all fit. And I said, you know, I don't want to keep doing this podcast where I come in and say, well, it is what it is. We'll just record about whatever. I said, let's make it tight. And we came up with this idea where it essentially is. Well, how do you make mental health funny? And that, that's very broad in itself, too. And there's still room, but we're just like, that's the only thing. It's like, how do you make mental health funny? I, I think that's basically the whole concept we started with, right, Tony?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of our episodes haven't been funny. No, it a <laughs> huge failure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they've been ambitious.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think it's, we're still learning. I mean, even as early or late as you consider us, we're still learning things um but essentially you know we we got off the ground running with that idea the very first episode was very shocking and on and I was like I'm going to do big to start we pulled back and you know we we were kind of getting into a bit of a groove we were recording pretty consistently then the hotties hit and i not only was having you know things I had to go travel around for family and stuff like that but i also had a lot of um sh- internal stress from work and life stuff so i was freaking out about that too And, you know, I can make as many excuses as I want, but I wasn't recording as much as I wanted to. So that kind of got me down. Um, And I I honestly had some points where I was like, well, the podcast isn't super successful. I'm not finding time to record. Maybe I should just give in, you know, just give into this world of I work a nine to five. And, you know, I go on Twitter every once in a while and make a dumb joke, but this will be my life. Somewhere along the way, though, I, I kind of got excited again. There was just this one night where I, I kind of got this, you know, this rush of energy. And I have this whiteboard, and I just started writing, like, ideas for episodes on the whiteboard, people that could be. And I basically came back to Tony and was like, we could do this. I, ha- I have so many ideas lined up. And even Tony came today. What, what did you say when he saw the whiteboard?
0: I was like, holy shit, look at all these guests.
1: Yeah, it's like I have a list of, like, people yeah. that I've I I've either reached out to and I'm ready to have on or, you know, basically a concept I'm forming with them. So we were set up for the new year. We were like, shit, man, like, there's 52 weeks in a year. We've already got, you know, 10 ideas in January. And I got two podcasts out within the first two weeks. Like, I put a lot of pressure to get those episodes out. And one of them was simple. The other one wasn't so easy. It was the episode we kept canceling. It was the one I was really excited about. It was the one with Chris Jones. And one of them ended up being me and him in his basement. Recording our temporary mic, but... You know, we finally were able to do it. So I was like, you know, I had all this energy. I'm like, finally, you know, this podcast is going to, you know, finally catch the rhythm it needs to. And then what happened? Two weeks go by, we don't have an episode. (laughs) And I felt like such a failure. And I I felt like, man, I'm making these excuses again. You know, the the first week I do remember thinking like, okay, I had a really bad week. Like, I just can't do it. But the second week you know I was like what happened I, I thought I had something lined up and then going into the third week we were almost at risk of moving it again and then I realized I had five different people like lined up before Tony was brought in and the reason you know I love Tony and I love having him on but I started getting frustrated by the idea of having Tony and Bobby on so much because they're kind of you know the the go-to regulars that I can pull on but I wanted diverse new experiences so I was like shit I i this is failing already. We're two weeks into January. We look great. And then January ends and we look like we got nothing. So I was very, very frustrated. And, you know, I had one person canceled because it was the day before, or it was the day of the Super Bowl. They're coming over. And by the time they got there, I was like, ah, people are going to be here soon. It probably doesn't make sense. I had one person, you know, we were going to try to do it before they went to a concert, but they got to Philly a little late. I had one person, you know, they were dealing some stress, they had to cancel. I've had a couple of people ignore me. I had a friend who misinterpreted what I was trying to say the podcast would be and got very offended and stopped talking to me. Um <laughs> so I didn't really know what happened there. I just I, I kinda went to Tony with you know my head in my hands, I said, Tony, I, I don't have an episode for this week, but if we don't put one out, like, I'm gonna lose steam. And this wasn't the episode I was expecting to make. But Tony said, well, I'll come. And I was like, okay, well, you know, it's something. And then Tony says, well, what do we have for ideas? And I was like, ah, I'll brainstorm. And He goes, well, let's talk about expectations. And then I was like, okay, I can work with that. And then all these ideas started exploding out of me. And I realized this is the episode where everybody's going to realize how crazy I am. And I couldn't organize my thoughts. And I went, well, this is the perfect episode ever. This is the neurotic episode. This is the neurotic episode. <laughs> So when Tony said, you know, let's talk about expectations, let's talk about even why we haven't been able to record lately, I realized, like, this is how I let everybody know that every second of every day, I am the craziest person you've ever met. So Tony, with that in mind, welcome to (laughs) Neurotica. Let's get off the rails. (laughs) Yeah, we're, we're already ready to get off the rails. So basically, if you're wondering what else is going on in my life that could keep me possibly from podcasting, if I love it so much, is... Well, I got a nine to five job. That's fine. That's forty to forty five hours a week. That's pretty standard. Yeah, people do. Yeah. yeah, if it's a side hobby for me, you know, I should be able to manage that. Um, but also, I've been trying to Twitch stream a little bit more, which I've mentioned on the podcast. I mentioned some friends. So you might see me on it. You know, I'm I'm doing that as well. And for me, that's another outlet to do creative things. I'm not just trying to play video games and hopefully make money off of it. I do want to make money? Uh, but you know, for me, that was another outlet. And then I started gaining a lot of weight. So then I was like, I got to get back into the gym. So I bought some home workout equipment. um, And I also have a girlfriend that, you know, I like to try to see. And I I have friends that I try to see. Um, And I just thought about it. I was like, if I mapped out the timeline of what a typical week looks for me, it's actually insane. It doesn't work. So now I'm going to map out the actual week that (laughs) I would work. So... For for your consideration, we used to put podcasts off Tuesdays. We kinda moved it to Thursday or Fridays, I think we discussed.
0: Yeah, th- we're thinking about Friday, but this one will, will be up on a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Because I really percent. wanted
1: to get it out for a specific yeah. reason, which I'm not even gonna get into. It's not that serious. But um basically, this is how a week with Cody Ryan would go. And Tony, stop me if you wanna jump in at any point to say, Cody, this is insane, stop talking. But I'd say, let's start with Monday, the, you know, the first day of the week for most of Monday, us. Yeah. Monday, Monday. Um, so, on a Monday, I would go to work, 9 to 5. I'd come home and I would do some kind of workout for about 30 minutes to an hour.
0: You do your workouts here?
1: Yeah. So, now I'm doing my workouts here. That saves me some time, but they're a little less intense. So, I, you know, it varies how much I'll do. I have an exercise bike. I have a bench now. I've got some dumbbells. These aren't the workouts I used to do at a gym. And once my work reopens up there, gym, they're renovating right now, I'll pepper that in too. But let's say, you know, Monday, I'll do a workout. Then I'll make a nice dinner. Then at some point in that, I will um, start streaming for, let's say, an hour. Um, I'd like to pepper in some kind of light reading or something like that uh, at night. Um, but, you know, we'll see if we get to that. But, you know, streaming has also got some video games in, it, so that's a little bit of relaxation and I would catch up on maybe a show or two, and then I'd go to bed. So that's Monday. That's that's a packed day, but I feel like I like to kick off my week with, you know, a little bit of energy, a little bit of packing in just so I get myself started. Tuesday, just do that again. The exact same day. Just to the T. Like, wake up, go to work, work my eight to nine hours, come home, work out, make a nice dinner, stream, uh, read a book, watch TV shows, go to bed. Wednesday, it's my break day. I will not work out. I'll do all the other stuff, but I will not work out.
0: You make yourself a nice drink, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe I make a nice drink. Maybe I'll stop streaming because you know I, it's it's my hump day. I just get the break. I come home. I just eat dinner. Maybe there's leftovers. Make a drink, and that you know leftovers help out a lot. Um, Thursday, go to work, come home, and work out, and somewhere between Thursday to Sunday, that that's the opening of I want to start podcasting. So, I want to find somebody to be on the podcast. So, let's say, you know, best case scenario, I get somebody on Thursday, you know, get it on early. Uh, so, I recorded the person on Thursday, no stream that day, um, but maybe there is in case I can't podcast. You know, Thursday, Friday, interchangeable of either podcast or stream. Friday, take a break. No, no, no working out, no podcasting. Maybe I'll stream just because that's easy. That's playing video games. And I'll go out with some friends. And then Saturday, Here comes another workout. I'm going to wake up on Saturday. I'm going to work out. And I'm going to use the rest of my day just to do some fun stuff that I want to do. Then I'll probably, uh, if I can, get a stream in. But then you do some stuff with friends and girlfriend. Um, And then Sunday, I have therapy in the mornings. Uh, Eagles aren't on right now. Uh, But, you know, that's, that's fine. That gives me just plenty of time to just have a free day and deal with the anxiety of kind of starting a new work week. In between all of that, I am a huge Sixers fan that tries not to miss any games. I have a 10-game plan trying to get season tickets. I am a boyfriend and should attend to my girlfriend when I need to. Um, I would like to become a writer. Uh, I want to become Twitch famous. I need, like, 27 more followers just to hit affiliate level. And um, in between Twitch that...
0: Name? What's your Twitch name again?
1: Code Ran, Brand okay. right. Sanergy. And then, in between all that, I'm arguing with people on Twitter constantly. So that's a week in life of Cody. That sounds great to you, right, Tony? Same you can't get paid for arguing with people. Yeah, if I get paid <laughs> for arguing with people, I'd probably be able to quit my day job. But that that's a week in the life of Cody. What are, what are your thoughts on that, Tony? Busy guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How much of that you think I'm actually pulling off?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, well mine's probably about the same. Um Given on which day I'm actually working, usually it's like a five or six day a week, but I do mix in the gym. I do have about an hour and a half to two hour gym workouts whenever I do go to the gym. Um, and
1: you're, you're a big workout guy. You you get, yeah. you get a big pump on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but this episode is about expectations, right?
1: It is about expectations. why the hell
0: are we talking about me? We should be
1: talking about you because I think it it matters. You know, like what you have to come to the offer too is you're you're partly my partner, but you have your own expectations as well. Okay. So I bring you into this podcast to be my producer. We've been writing partners. And I, I mean, that's part of our expectations. <laughs> so we will get back to writing. But you have your own set of expectations. But what I'm realizing is, you know, I've always known this about myself, but I expect every minute of every day to be filled with something. But when I was in college, that plan I just put out, I could go to classes and do the workouts four days a week. And then when I got out of college, I was able to do that too. Even when I moved to Philly and stuff like that. And there was this expectation that someday in the future I would start doing stand-up. That is not a good expectation to uh-huh. have. I came into cold and people have asked me, so I did a stand-up for my work recently, it was a little town show. People ask me, you know, why why aren't you doing stand-up? And I give them usually this little spiel of Well, I was working in Delaware. I went to an open mic on a Sunday night, get there at 8 p.m., and they put me on at 1 a.m. And I was like, I can't do that. The problem is, because I expected that to become my life later, I wasn't ingrained in that, and I kind of became ingrained in, you know, my work culture. So the podcasting dream was, like, kind of a replacement for the stand-up dream because I wasn't leaving myself the room to do it. So my expectations at all times are high a lot so, of people don't
0: realize how hard stand-up is too
1: yeah it's, and <laughs> it's not just show up on stage like i'm like, a funny guy yeah, i'm funny yeah like it's basically like a full-time writing job and it's it's funny because you have to write you know a good amount of material to cut it down to five minutes and stay in those five minutes and make everybody like you in five minutes
0: you gotta be expected to fail and hopefully you don't
1: Yeah, Yeah. so that's another thing. My expectations are never to fail. (laughs) I'm supposed to be podcast in Twitch Famous right now, and I'm not. So for myself, I have failed every single day of my life. That is the huge revelation of this episode. No matter what has happened, no matter if I hit all of those things that I do, my expectations about being a good person, best of myself, I have very rarely had days where I felt good about myself at the end of the day because my expectations are so high for myself. And Tony's just silent because he's just like, what the hell's wrong with you? So, I'm asking you, Tony, what are your expectations for yourself? Just so I can compare and contrast the madman that I am.
0: Um, so, I don't really have the Twitch expectations, the podcast exp- uh, expectations that you do.
1: Which sucks because you're my producer. I know. You clearly you're not as involved <laughs> in this society. Not,
0: not yet, at least. Um, not the whole produ- uh, podcast thing, uh that will be coming shortly. Um, but also, I've been doing a lot more writing. Yeah. Um, And a goal of mine for a very long time has been becoming a screenwriter. And it's a lot harder than some people think. Like, you know, you do need an idea. You need to flesh it out. But it's also... I mean, I had a script a few years ago that, that was trying to put it through some contests. And there are about 4,000 people that entered, like, a single contest.
1: Yeah, I mean... And it's. it's-
0: it's so many other people trying to become a screenwriter and that's an expectation just be like, Oh, your my script is great. You know, they'll be in love with it and I'll get a deal and move out to LA and be the happiest guy ever. And that's not the case.
1: Yeah. And I, I think it, it's somewhat to a level of delusion, you know, for myself and you know, what I'm trying to accomplish that I, I tell myself, you know, I can still do these things. I can, I could start them later, but I'm 25 now and everybody still calls me young. When I look at who I'm supposed to be based on my own expectations, I am nobody. And everybody says, oh, you have a great job. And, you know, you, you do these creative things on the side. It's like, well, they do not sustain me in any way because I haven't hit some level of combination of those things that 25 for me was supposed to be this year of like, I'm starting to make an impact. And even though that's happening in my job, and you could say, well, you started the podcast, you started with the Twitch stream, there's something. For me, like when I was growing up, you know, there was this expectation of, you're going to be rich, you're going to be famous. I said I was smart, and you know, I got the fortune cookie that said, you're going to be rich and famous. Like, I, I think it was actually like one of those fortune games that you go to like the movie theater and you put your hand on it and it says, You'll be rich and famous. And, like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But for me, those expectations were there. And I, I've talked about it on past podcasts. You know, I had a kind of crappy upbringing. I mean, there's plenty of episodes you can put that together. And there was just this expectation that I'm going to escape this. I'm going to be happy someday. And it's going to be because I showed that I matter to the world. And that matter is going to come through money and success and fame. And now it's. You
0: have nothing to show for it.
1: Yeah, it's just yeah. it's this dilution now to I just wanna be somebody and I wanna wake up in the morning and think I'm supposed to be here. And that doesn't really happen. It doesn't mean I hate my job, it doesn't mean I wanna quit, it doesn't mean that I don't appreciate everything that I I've already done. It just means that no matter what, like every single day I, I can't hit these goals that I had because to hit the goals I have to grind off every little piece of enjoyment that I would get from just being lazy and ordering out or, you know, skipping the gym. And when I do, I feel this immense feeling of guilt. Like even for this podcast, I knew we had it at seven. I had a half hour period where I could have jumped on the exercise bike. I didn't do it. And I'm going to, you know, hate myself for the rest of the night because of it.
0: I, I, so like what is like a, a day for you? What is like a goal for your day?
1: I mean, obviously I did the, the kind of...
0: Besides like exercising or...
1: I I used to have this just generic goal that uh-huh. I would say every single day I want to be better than I was yesterday.
0: Okay.
1: And there was actually this period of time where I kind of felt like I was hitting that stride and I was doing all the things I wanted. I mean, I was going to a job in Delaware and I'd come home Philly. I'd get a workout in and I'd go across town and I'd start writing with these guys that I knew. <laughs> and now, like when you and I try to write, I'm like, Oh shit. Like Tony knows what he's doing. It's a much bigger process. My expectations are a little bit different. And you know, that it's a little bit like exciting to think, okay, well I'm doing it the right way, but it's a little bit discouraging at the same time of like, man, like you might see this thing to the end and it might not become something, which I think you're probably dealing with a little bit now and like kind of getting that itch where it's like, you know, what, what's keeping me around here and stuff like that. But you know, it's really hard to say, well, here's who I want to be, so I'm going to let go of all these things. Like, if I quit my job tomorrow, sure, I'd have 40 hours a week to work on all these things. It doesn't mean I want to do them. Mm-hmm. It just means that I have more free time and then the expectations for the other things fill that time. If anything, my job kind of guards me from it because I go, at least, well, I went to work today. <laughs> like, I made it there. So there's always this constant battle, and it's, it's something I talk about in therapy. I mean, we have this thing that we do where she'll start – the process by asking me, and I've done this with you before. This was the first episode. I said, on a scale of one to 10, how do you feel about this thing? Um, so she asked me in a scale of one to 10, how, what's your level of discomfort about being able to relax, deserving to relax? My discomfort is usually seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, meaning that I do not feel like I deserve to relax. Mm-hmm. And people are like, why would you not deserve to relax? Like all these, and they list off all the things. And it's like, because When I look at what I'm supposed to have at this point, it's not this. And even now at this age, what that was supposed to be has changed. I don't want to be uber rich. I don't want to be necessarily like the most famous actor. I just want to feel like, um, I'm the greatest comedian of all time. I don't think that's overly unrealistic. You know, I just want to be the best and completely change comedy forever.
0: Yeah. Um, so like what I've been doing with, um, writing lately, um, I've been trying to make sure that I'd write bad page a day. Or at least a scene a day. That way I'll know that um, the work that I'm doing I- I'm doing something, you know. Sure. I don't want to feel fucking useless. Yeah. Um and lately, like I've been telling you, I cut down on a lot of drinking. I have lost a couple pounds, even though you probably still can't tell. And I'm trying to eat better.
1: Yeah, and those yeah. those are the kind of generic expectations we should all set for yeah. ourselves. Yeah.
0: I mean It's hard for me because also, like, I do exercise a lot. We've went over that. But uh, I also lift a lot of heavy weight. So it's hard to tell sometimes what weight I'm actually losing or if I'm just losing any stomach fat because, you know, I'm still... it's all fucking mental, too, you know?
1: Yeah, because I I remember when I would go to the gym, like, especially if you're doing bench press. Yeah. Just, like, one, like, pound down from what you did last week, it's, like, crushing. Yeah. Because it's like, what the fuck? I thought I was making some progress. And I remember, like college i was in really good shape but i still couldn't put on weight 165 was like my goal weight, which a lot of people are probably scoffing at right now but i'm 165 now and it ain't muscle yeah and i'm a lanky dude so it all goes to my gut so everybody's like yeah you're still skinny and then i get in the mirror and i'm just like there's just this oval like it's really the beer belly even though i don't drink a lot of beer that's just sitting in the middle of my very uh toothpick body it's very upsetting well i was i was
0: 220 probably back when i was in um my sophomore year of college. And I remember telling people I wanted to get to 240 because that's why I felt like, you know, I could lift the of weight that long lift and um, be as big as I wanted to be. So I started eating a little more, started packing more in, and eventually 240 became 260. Accumulated <laughs> yeah. too much mass. Yeah. And then um, eventually I just got a little fatter and I was like, okay, well, now I kind of want to go back down, but it's hard to lose that weight, I feel like, especially when you, you, you keep a habit at you know, eating the amount that you eat, drinking the amount that you drink, and
1: Yeah. And it's, it's funny because I'd imagine every single person listening right now is probably thinking, yeah, that's my thing. Or I got a thing like that. And self-actualization, especially in today's society is so hard. Like, you know, that's why sometimes like, oh man, I'm not very funny. Like let me turn to Twitter and rifle off some jokes and see what happens. Like and you get that instant feedback. You go viral, and you're like, "Oh man, this feels great." But then, even going viral, is like, "Man, if I can make this joke funny, why couldn't I make all these other jokes funny? Why am I not popular all the time? I'm just popular in this moment." And the funny thing is, if you ever have a tweet go viral, you know it might feel like a nice little rush at first. Nobody gives a shit about who you are. Still, <laughs> like, you think getting a tweet that has a thousand likes would get you about like fifty followers? It's about two or three at best because all your other tweets are garbage. And And those are also the
0: people that you don't want to follow. Yeah. (laughs) Like Philly Sports Trump. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I had a bunch of people in my message today yelling at me about, like, my opinions on Philly Sports Radio. I had a huge war with every single iteration of Sports Trumps there were. There's a whole gang of (laughs) roving Trump parody accounts on Twitter that are all, like, sports accounts. And they all got mad at me at once 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 um and they kept trying to like troll me and everything they said just like was so juvenile <laughs> one guy was like how can you make fun of people when you look like that which was funny for two reasons one his abby was some photoshop version of trump like wearing a cowboy jersey or something or Broncos jersey and my picture was like a picture of me like, with a selfie, and then I post it, I was like, damn, I look sexy, and everybody else was like, that's a great picture, I don't even <laughs> understand, like, what this guy's goal was, <laughs> it's, and it's just like, you know, it's a little bit easier sometimes to be somebody on Twitter than be somebody in real life, because I sit here, and, you know, I want to do my podcast, but I don't have a guest, or I want to stream, but it's, you know, there's a, some big game on that people won't watch, or, you know, I don't have a game I want to play right now, or it's just like a Saturday night, it's like, you sit here and you're like, well, shit. How am I going to be somebody? It's like, well, I'm going to go, uh, you know, talk about my asshole on Twitter or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, and then that, like, people either interacting with you or don't. But I mean, I shit. Like, I made a lot of friends on Twitter, so that stands for something, I guess. <laughs> Whether that's good or bad.
0: So that goes into like the next thing, like when we talk about expectations that you have on yourself. How do you think like expectations on other people? Or how like other people expect like have expectations on you. How do you think that affects you?
1: Well, I think for the most part, a lot of my stuff is internally driven. Like uh-huh. I you know, I think if you listen to this right now, you probably think, well, what his parents like didn't hug him enough, to say they're proud of him. Like <laughs> my father still tells me he's proud of me all the time. He's he's always been supportive of what I do. It's just that when I was growing up there was a lot of um, you know, me time and it was a lot of I gotta do this myself, take myself out of this hole. So when I really got churning and started to do stuff, people started saying, well, we're proud of you, too. You're going to do great things. But the problem was I felt like I was churning a lot in the wrong direction. So when they would say to me, hey, we're proud of you, it almost felt insulting. I got to the point where I'd go to the family party and I'd be upset that somebody told me they were proud of me. Because one, me and my dad told a bunch of people, and he usually tells people the wrong thing. (laughs) Like I, people come in and be like, I heard you got straight A's. And I'm like, I didn't get straight A's. I got C. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, um, but like, it was also this just like cruel joke of, man, I feel like a failure. And everybody just came up to me and said they were proud of me. Mm -hmm. And whether that was inaccuracy by my father telling them (laughs) or just misalignment by me, it was just became this thing where I was never going to reach these goals. And I can remember the only time I was like truly proud of myself fist bumping was um, I was in college and I got an email during the summer that said I was getting a scholarship for $1,000 per semester, which is not a lot in terms of school scholarships these days. But it was the first time I felt like, wow, I did all this hard work and somebody rewarded me in a way it that was off. related <laughs> to the work. Yeah. It paid off. And like, I was like, shit. And I, I always thought that kind of moment I would cry, but I didn't. And I thought when I was going to get the job. Out of college, I was going to cry, and I didn't. And I always thought, you know, when I got the job, that felt a little bit more aligned to me. I was going to cry, but I didn't. And it's just like, I thought those tears of joy were supposed to come. And then when they did, I was like, man, this ain't it. Like, and I, you get taste. You get so many different tastes. Like, even when I did that stand-up set the other day, like, people were telling me, man, you did great. And there's still this part of me like, no. Like, man, I could have done done that joke better. You like that joke, or... Yeah, it was great, but that's just a one time I did stand-up of all the weekends I could have done stand-up and didn't because I was afraid or, you know, people have to understand when I do this thing, it, it consumes me. Like what you're hearing right now, that is the energy that I'd have for stand-up because not only is stand-up the thing that I want to do, it's the only thing I ever wanted to do as a kid, like since I was four or so. Podcasting to some degree has that for me, but it's a little bit more, less pressure because you do it on your own time. You, bring a friend on and streaming is great because like i'm just playing video games anyway i'm just turning on the camera like those are low pressure situations but even in those i'm saying where are the viewers where are the listeners like why aren't people following me so i can get like to the next tier like i've been streaming for about a month i think i should be the most famous streamer of all time <laughs> i'm not particularly good at the games i just think my personality should shine through so hard that i'm twitch streamer of the month which is not a thing uh-huh. does not exist
0: so, I have like two things that have happened to me lately that um, I mean, other people's expectations of me kind of brought me down. Really? Um, yeah. So, um, I, th- I think I've told you about one of these instances, um, or at least I've posted in our group chat. Um, so, I was at work the other day. Uh, I work at a restaurant um, because whenever there's no film going on or no movie making around me, I have to go back to working. You
1: know, there's no... um Yeah shitty network trying to hawk jewelry to old people that you have the, to quit from. Oh, that place? Yeah, well, I won't yeah. say they're by a name, but um, <laughs> do not buy their garbage shit, is yeah. what I'll say.
0: Um, so, I was working at the restaurant, and one of my old friend's moms, um, from back like, when I was in elementary school and up by elementary, um, came in. And my mom was talking to her, because my mom also works at the restaurant. She's one of the managers there. And she comes in, and I can... I'm a little busy, so I don't really, like notice her right away but i see my mom pointing at me and the lady points at me too and waves at me but sh- she comes over to me and we get to talking but she gives me this look that's like you're still working here what are you doing you have a <laughs> yeah. college degree but she doesn't come out and say it and that makes me feel even more of a failure because it's, you can just tell by her yeah. look that's it's,
1: it's just that body language of yeah like, Oof.
0: Like, she knew, like, I was a smart kid, like, back in, like, in uh, elementary school and middle school, and, like, she just looked at me and was like, oh, you could do so much better than this right now.
1: Yeah, and that that's how yeah. I feel every day when I argue with somebody on Twitter. Like, <laughs> I feel like a piece of shit, because, like, <laughs> who wants to be that person who's flipping out on Twitter? Yeah. Um, and
0: I don't know, like, how you are, like, in your relationship. This is another thing that happened to me. Um, Probably poorly. Yeah. If,
1: if this is any indication. Thing.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> So a uh, very well known
1: fact about me is
0: I do not like to wear pants. I
1: only wear shorts. Yeah,
0: I only wear shorts. Everyone knows this about this me. This is the
1: expectation of Tony. Um
0: and my girlfriend went um a couple weeks ago. Um she doesn't really, you know, ask for much of me, I have to say. Um but we were going to a wedding and I was supposed to be, you know, wearing a nice shirt, nice pants and I don't really own anything nice. So or um, pants. Yeah. Well,
1: like, <laughs> you don't like one pair, right?
0: Such <laughs> <laughs> so a thing. So I went, I own a couple pairs of pants for work and I just took my work pants. I washed them, dried them. They, they were the pants I was going to wear for the wedding. But I also had a nice short, short sleeve shirt that I was going to wear to the wedding. And then we found out that it was a black tie Oof. event. And we only found this out like about two or three hours before the wedding actually happened. So we were on a scramble trying to find me, like, a nice shirt. And we just ended up at Walmart buying a shirt. But she just pretty much, like, told me at one point, like, you need to dress better. You need to have better clothes. And I'm just, like, I feel like a failure because... Because
1: you're an adult and you're... I'm so like, an adult, yeah. It's but like, yeah.
0: I also don't like wearing that stuff, so I don't really feel that I would need it. I, I'm going to be yeah. honest, honey. You need a I fucking know. suit. Like, you need <laughs> well, to have I, one. I own a suit, but the thing is, the
1: wedding was yeah it, was, it just wasn't near your house so, so yeah you, two you hours away know.
0: so i don't yeah um probably a lack of preparation but
1: if it makes you feel better my father legitimately doesn't own a suit and has worn this ugly yellow mustard shirt to funerals i've seen it <laughs> and he knows i joke about him so like don't feel too bad for him but i i've ragged on this man about like you can't come into this fucking funeral looking like you're uh, auditioning for the part of curious george's handler like you gotta show up and like you know, a wedding, I guess. I don't really care what you wear to a wedding because as long as you look, you know, somewhat decent. But a fucking funeral, you're the guy in the yellow mustard shirt. Like, come on, man.
0: <laughs> I always tell, like, my girlfriend, like, if I die, if you bury me in pants, it'll come back to fucking haunt you. And
1: I want to be clear. When Tony says he wears shorts, too, if you don't know him personally, we're not talking about, like, some nice khakis and he just gets warm easily. He wears literally basketball shorts. Already. He's wearing blue basketball shorts right next to me right now. Bright. He always wears the brightest colors. And frankly, we love him for it. But, like, that's what we expect of Tony.
0: <laughs> I try not to match on purpose. And then whenever, like, someone's like, oh, you're matching today, I'll just walk away and throw on some kind of shirt that I have in my <laughs> pile that's not matching. Just
1: some really anti-bullshit yeah. that you got going on. Yeah. But, I mean, I think I get that, too, because, like, you're talking about relationships. My expectation of relationships for the longest time was, if I'm not perfect, this person will leave me at the very first sign. of You know, I... I actually have this mentality in me that like essentially every argument I've ever had with every girlfriend that I've ever had is this is the last one because this person to go, I'm fucking fed up with this person and I'm leaving. Because with all of this spin that I put into my head, there's no real finish line where I could think this person likes me for who I am. And I know that's not true. I, I know logically that's not true. I know my girlfriend right now loves me and I love her and it's because we have the right reasons. But there's just always this like pecking in the back of my head that you know it was the real thing that he working on in therapy. It was the thing that when I was working on my pills mix that I kept trying to chip away at. There's this pecking at the back of my head at all times. It says you're good, not good enough. You're not supposed to be here. They're gonna find out. You will be gone. And even in this group that of friends we had, you know, I get really anxious and new groups, I remember when I met you guys, I loved you guys, you were the, one of the first people I latched on to, you and Jackie, that, that big first Adobe night for me, talking to you guys' ears off, but I remember thinking later, like, it's gonna come to an end, they're gonna realize, they're gonna some way or another, they're gonna have to pick me or someone else, and someone else is always the right option, like, that's, that's the expectation of my life, is that I will end up alone, one way or another, and that somehow, I'm gonna have to claw myself back out of the hole again, and be something more. Like that's what my childhood was. It was I was poor. I could have turned to drugs um like some of my family members had. I could've gave up. I could have, you know, not you know, I didn't have internet high school and I could have just said, you know what, that means I'm gonna fail and there's nothing about it. But I just knew that I had to keep going and I used to just wake up and just go. And now it's getting harder to wake up because it's every day that I get older, it's like, man, time's ticking away and like is this really the day you're going to get that thing? Or is this just another day? And I think when those expectations completely die, I'll probably die a little bit with them, but I keep that hard pressure on myself because that's what keeps me going. That is why I'm who I am now. And that's why I would never like who I am. It's, I would have never had the growth I had without the expectations, but how can I keep continuing to grow if I don't have the same expectations? And people say, it's not healthy, you can't keep doing this to yourself. And I say, yeah, I know it's not healthy, but this is the only way I know and this is the only way I'm going to operate. And that's why I said, when you hear this episode, you're going to know I'm crazy, but it's it's basically calculated craziness. I know that if I go to bed feeling good about myself and wake up and think, I'm just going to try my best today, that is still a step down of what I should have done.
0: So what would you say is... um when you think that you're okay with yourself that your expectations are met what would be the thing that does that for you
1: i think i really just need to find some kind of balance where each week doesn't feel like a struggle and i know that's a really abstract answer and it's not really sob like hey i want to be the you know the cfo of this company or i want to be the greatest comedian yeah. really it's i need to feel like the week works to my rhythm but also feel like I put something out there as proud of. And I think the problem is my goals right now are just so much of I want to change the world. And I really do. And that's where I kind of beat myself up of uh, arguing people on Twitter because my, my goals are altruistic. But then my methods are sometimes nasty. And I, I don't like that, you know, because I'm on one side of a political spectrum. Sometimes I have to be a dick. I don't have to be a dick. But, like, I also don't feel like if you're on certain sides of the spectrum, I can let you get away with it. So... If you want to know what success and self actualization is for me, fuck if I know, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a one timer. I, I just don't have the answer. And for me, part of what makes me feel great in life is trying to prop my friends up. Like I do have this very like easy jealousy factor that if somebody has something that I want, I will immediately like kind of you know have that like pang of jealousy. But I really like pushing my friends to accomplish their goals it's very funny because i was thinking about something at at work where somebody else was doing it and they got recognition for it i was like i'm jealous and i was like wait what if i had to do that thing i'm like man that would have fucking sucked but like i still somehow feel proud in my jealousy like you know bobby i think he's the best writer of us and i want to be a writer in some manner you want to be a writer in some manner but when i look at myself and this is a funny analogy because sixers just had a big loss last night and bobby's had some uh you know problems with. (laughs) Jimmy Butler, I look at Bobby, our friend, as our Joel Embiid. And I would look at you as like our Ben Simmons. Like he's got all these raw tools and he's just realizing how good he is. And you, you've been playing it your whole life, and you're kinda in this one lane and you're just fast, go, go, go. Whereas me, I'm like this Jimmy Butler, and I'm just like, I'm gonna piss a lot of people off, but I'm just gonna scrap until I get somewhere. And I'll never be the best because I do not have the tools. I'll just have to be something. I have to take you know, what I, and it's not even true that I like have a crappy skill set. People think I'm funny, but I'm like, I have to take this pile of shit that I am and I have to turn it into gold. And the only way I'm going to do that is if I polish it every single day, every single minute. Whereas I look at you and I look at Bobby and even like Iz, who's not even necessarily trying to do like big creative stuff and all of our other great friends And I look at you guys and I say, wow, those guys, if I don't keep pushing them, I'm going to be upset when they don't reach their expectations, but I don't have to put that same pressure on them. I want them to find it their way, but I'm never going to stop telling them, hey guys, I love you and you can do this because why the fuck couldn't you? You got everything, go fucking get it. And it's great when you can be that inspirational to other people and you can be that hype man, but I've never been able to do that to myself. My biggest thing is when I get really like upset the only thing that's ever saved me from my life is literally dancing in the dark not the song by bruce springsteen the actual action of dancing in the dark <laughs> it's the only thing that's ever gave me some kind of energy i don't know why it's weird i know but you can even hear it in my voice how frantic i am on this episode because i'm running through every single thing in my life that i want i'm trying to give tony words to speak but i can't because I haven't even hit, like, a tenth of the insanity inside my <laughs> brain. I'm just letting go. <laughs> and Tony just sitting back and watching and goes, this is Pete Cody. Yes, this is great podcasting. I'm producing something that makes sense now. And I'm sitting here like, fuck, man, does this podcast suck? Because I've been talking for, like, 38 minutes. I have no clue if the sound quality is any good. I have to edit it right after, so I hope it's good, because otherwise I'm going to have a fucking connection and call Tony right as he leaves. And then, after this... I'm still gonna try to think, is it too late to stream, or should I just play a game that I can get good at now and stream later? When am I gonna stream again? Because I got Valentine's Day plans tomorrow and Friday. Saturday I guess I could, but people do stuff on Saturday. so you really don't want to stream on Saturday. Sundays would be pretty good, but you gotta hit the right time on Sundays. This I'm off is Monday, Cody's so list. I don't wanna you know podcast <laughs> or podcast or stream on Monday because you know people are at work. And then Tuesday, who even really wants to look at go, Tuesdays? Tuesday suck. Wednesday I got an event that I gotta go to, that's in Delaware, so I gotta go down to Delaware. Uh, I'm really, really nervous about that. I'm also nervous that my flowers won't get delivered correctly, so I'm working from home friday and if i work from home friday and the flowers don't get delivered correctly that means i failed somehow i'm gonna have to find my girlfriend different flowers she deserves flowers i better get her those flowers at the same time i hope this podcast's good but i can't worry about that after this because i need to focus on the stream also i have a job um it's constantly stressing me out because i need a little bit more help the help's coming soon but i really need to get this shit done also i'm a fat ass and i need to work that off
0: that was Cody's most InfoWars moment of this Alex Jones screaming into a microphone and no one's listening. To I could do this.
1: I could do this every day of my life, is the point though. Like yeah. even at my most like down, like I've always had this like energy inside me to do those things. What's upsetting me now is I'm getting older and the energy's gone. Mm-hmm. I could shame myself in any workout. I could find a way to get anything done. Through the sheer will of, what the fuck are you doing sitting there? Now I'm at this point where it's just not that easy anymore, and I'm getting frustrated. Like, I used to be able to do these workouts. Now, what used to be, I've got time, easy for workouts this week is, be lucky if I get one, because I had to sit down and watch uh, Practical Jokers for three hours in a row. It's a <laughs> like, great show, though. It's an amazing show. <laughs> I'm going to probably watch it after you leave. Or um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nine-Nine. Glad that's back.
0: I just want to go back to... Um... Something, someone that, something that someone said. A great philosopher by the name of Spike Eskin, is trust the process.
1: <sighs> Don't, Tony. You're <laughs> literally trying to flame me on this. Well, that's and that's another moment though. Of, like, I think I have this problem where I do get on my high horse. I try to be the model of what I think is right. So I try to be the model fan, and then I get in, I arguments with Spike because he's trying to be the model fan too. Yeah. It doesn't jive with my version of my And maybe, you know, honestly, there's probably bitterness and jealousy for Spike. I'm not going to pretend like I didn't email Xfinity today to see if I could somehow get the date for the lottery party and book something instead. <laughs> I go to Mexico the next day. I am more than willing, out of pettiness, to book an event on top of his event so he can't do it, just to spite him.
0: You think there would even be a lottery party this year? There shouldn't
1: be, but I, uh, I have to assume they're going to do some version of it.
0: I really hope not. You let, the thing, let the thing die.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing for me. But he,
0: he won't let it die either, so...
1: Yeah, and I, I kind of I kind of commensurate with him on that. Like, yeah. sometimes it's hard to let things die, but he's not the fan that I think he should be. I'm not the fan he thinks I should be, and we're going to always clash because we're the same kind of person where we have expectations, where we need to be the best and stuff. Like, I went through his Twitter day to just find a specific tweet because of this whole other storm where we were trying to, like, you know, Howard Eskin, we found out he tweeted something very awful. Mm-hmm. And there was stuff with Jack Fritz before. I'm not name dropping just to talk shit on them. But, they, you know, we found sexism, homophobia, stuff like that. And it was going through Spike. And Spike was just tweeting at people like, hey, man, can you rate and review my podcast? And I'm like, I can hate on that as pandering and begging, but I do that. Yeah. This is what this is. <laughs> this is like podcasting. Yeah, yeah, that's podcasting. That's He's doing everything he should. And you know what? I got to give up to Spike. He built up something great. It's just that... You know, in life, it's not like a TV show that can just end. It's like his show is running a little bit long or something. And I, I take offense to his methods for telling how other people should enjoy the Sixers. So that's another Cody Ryan thing that I'd like to get away from because it's me trying to say, I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm the most like... Moral of it, like I, I'm approaching, like I even have arguments with people. Who are like I have to approach this a certain way so that it, they understand that I consider what they're saying, but at the same time, I'm doing it for the good. I'm the light here. <laughs> I'm I'm the you know the savior, and I could be wrong, but at the end of the day, you know my my goals are so optimistic and in the right place, and it's like Cody. Nobody gives a shit about whether <laughs> Tobias Harris is fully integrated in the Sixers offense or not, and that excuses them to lose the Celtics. Nobody Sir, gives this <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. Sir, like this is a that's, And that's, that's me. It's like I'm trying to convince everybody of the things that I have in my head and climb from there, and it's just every day is this constant struggle, and people are like, man, how do you do it? And I'm like, because there's no other way. If I stopped, be dead. So, back to to you, the Tony. <laughs> so, Tony, I you were the one that came up with this episode. Yeah. You, you said to me expectations. Mm-hmm. Did you expect the episode to go this way?
0: Uh no, but I thought it was uh Well when we originally went into um when I walked in here today, you t- were telling me about how we were gonna start off the episode, and how you were gonna go into a long monologue.
1: I didn't expect the monologue to be was, the entire episode. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, it worked out um i had fun it was a great episode i
1: i, I don't learned, even know how i I learned that. a lot
0: about your expectations i learned how long you can go on talking about the expectation
1: dude i i had to cut myself off i'm just looking at the yeah. timer i'm thinking like, we at
0: 47 do you think anyone's gonna listen to 47 minutes of monologue of i,
1: I don't know if, if they like it then maybe that's just proves like a do stand yeah. if anybody can listen to me for this long without any pause except for tony every once in a while saying like Seven words, this is like that the let me know, and I'll go start doing the stand up tour that still I one
0: doing. man Cody Ryan show.
1: I could do it, I mean, that's what even the TV show that the idea that started it all. The expectation was every episode was Cody, that was what the original podcast was. Mm-hmm. So you got Cody, and there was nothing else. This show, the expectation was you got Cody, and he was gonna find a way to blitz everything until you got an entertaining show. We, we had all these great ideas, I was willing to do a full mock trial and at the time i was single so sorry tammy but i was willing to do a full mock trial where i was on like in court and i was defending the idea that i didn't deserve love i was defending that idea we were going to do a fully improv trial where i was going to be opening closing and evidence in between saying i don't deserve love and here's why
0: i remember one episode that we were going to do um I'm pretty sure we could probably still do it audio wise, but I thought it'd be really good visual uh, visually is if we did um, you know, around that time, there was a lot of rock stars that were um, killing themselves. Yeah. um, Overdosing and hanging themselves. And we were talking about how, you know, their success, didn't mirror, their happiness. Yeah. And we were saying, you know, what if we took like a future version of Cody Ryan and, you know, have him be successful yeah and you know see if he was still happy
1: yeah i think there was even this like play of the idea was like i wouldn't be hosting that episode i would basically be going on to a like you know a a jimmy fallon jimmy kimmel you know
0: like inside the actor's mind yeah like where
1: i would be we would be playing this other world where i wasn't the host of whatever our show was i was the guest and i was this famous popular guest and you could see me cracking the edges and i think that's something I talked about with those celebrities that eventually, you know, committed suicide is it's always a scary thing to be this kind of person because my expectations are so high and I'm assuming there's were too, but to reach the accomplishments they had, like a a Bourdain, a Kate Spade, a a Chris Cornell to be the top of your game and then still think it's not good enough. It makes the expectations a little scarier. Like, Mm -hmm. I can deal with the idea that I'm never good enough. What would actually be worse is I get there and I get to the level where I thought was good enough and then that's not enough. And that's the always the scary thing of like, that's why I say if I stop, I die because I can only imagine that's exactly what they were thinking too. Yep. And it, it's scary. Uh, but that doesn't mean you should worry about me. That doesn't mean I'm on the brink of anything. It just means that I'm very cognizant of the fact that a lot of the goals I have are unrealistic and I have to kind of pick and choose. I think right now it's just particularly hard because I'm 25 and it's kind of this quarter life crisis of, man, you're going to zig or zag, do something. Finally, don't, you were 18. You could have done stand up, Even if it was in Delaware, you could have done it. You could have stopped making excuses saying, oh, I'm in Delaware. Like you could have done it. You did one like, and maybe you're somewhere else, but it's, I'm 25. It's not too late. Do something.
0: So are we going to do stand up next week?
1: I guess that's next week's episode. We're just going to record live from Fergie's pub, the same place where I wanted it at one in the morning. The next guy roasted me the entire time. He did not like the fact that I were for the first time in my life. Apparently I did this. I don't know why we flip-flops with my jeans and he got a lot of material out of that. Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe that'll be the next week stand up and then, you know, we'll go on tour and just have other people boo me constantly.
0: Yeah. Um, any podcast festivals that want to have us too. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm sure yeah, after this audio, it, yeah. you're going to be just pining to get me in there. I'm going to be interrupting other people's podcasts. Is there going to be like a cooking podcast? It's like, Like, yeah, so like, You know, I went to this nice restaurant, like a restaurant, it's a nice restaurant, Steven Star, you know, they bring out bread to the table and it's like, oh my God, it's just me yelling out of nowhere. like, I eat too much bread and then I get the meal and when I have the meal, I'm not as hungry and I'm like, am I supposed to take it home? Like, but it's only like a couple bites, but I paid for it. But I guess if I'm on vacation, I just, they're just like, who the fuck are you? So yeah, my expectation is that this podcast will have approximately 100,000 listens. This is the one that goes famous and everybody goes, wow, this Cody character. He's crazy. I can't wait to listen. So anyway,
0: rate and like us on the...
1: Rate and like (laughs) us on YouTube. Unless you do not like us, then fuck off. Uh, So Tony, any more expectations you want to bring up before we wrap up the show? No.
0: I don't have any more expectations.
1: <laughs> I, I think I made Tony just reevaluate his entire life, and I think he feels a little bit better about himself. It's like maybe I don't need to push so hard. Yeah, maybe um, I can only do half a page because being Cody doesn't <laughs> sound bad. Um. All right. Well, Tony, do you want to plug anything before we wrap up? Uh,
0: follow me at @itme_tony on Twitter. Um, hire me. Uh that's it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> follow me on Twitter and then hire me. I don't know if those are the steps you wanted to put in place. <laughs>
0: hire me first. Um do
1: not hard. look at my Twitter yeah. um at Codran. Uh do not go to my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash coderan Um uh, do not go to Neurotica's Twitter account at Neurotica the Pod. You do not listen to more of these episodes. You're just feeding into my ego.
0: Also, Relatable gifts for you.
1: You know what? I wouldn't delete that count. That's why, like, other Twitter accounts didn't stick up with it all. And I forgot what the at was for, like, the first four episodes. No, I, I really appreciate everybody who is feeding my ego. So um, please let this episode get to 100,000. Or the consequences could be that I cry to Tony's suit later. So for Tony's sake, please listen. You've listened to Erotica, the pod. Uh, I'm Cody Ryan. This has been Tony. You want to? Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're a mess. Bye. <laughs>